are welcome to Face to Face broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Thank you. Hallelujah. Help me greet your neighbor and say good morning. Amen. You say it like you intend for the morning to be good for the person. So say good morning. Hallelujah. Alright, we are going to have a two-in-one service this morning. Amen. Let's start with Acts chapter 3 verse 19. All of us here are not at the same level of spiritual development. It means there are some that in the faith they are babies in Christ. If we follow the categorization of John, the apostle, he said, I write unto you, little children, I write unto you, young men, and I write unto you, fathers. But when Paul was speaking, he also talked about the babies in Christ. Babyhood is not an insult. Babyhood is not a problem. Did you get me? You know, sometimes I try to talk to people that are older that behave like youthfulness is a disease. Hello? Or old age is a sickness. Is old age a sickness? The young will still be old. Is that not so? And the old was once young. Is that not so? So, an old man that disregards a youth is not acting wisely because it's the phase the youth is in. Amen? The young man that despises the old is also mistaken because he will also get old. Amen? Now, in spiritual things, Someone that just received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It doesn't matter the fire, the program he got saved. Amen. In. It doesn't matter the level of unction in the meeting he got saved in. He is a baby in Christ. Amen. By reason of time, how long he has been saved. And there's no problem starting out. Where there is a complaint is where the person is supposed to grow and over a period of time, when for the time he ought to be a teacher, but still has needs of milk, then there is a problem. Amen. Then this categorization changes. He's no more a baby. He's now a carnal Christian. Amen. Did you get what I said? Alright, so there are people that got born again just recently. And we have all of that captured here. 
Amen. They put that God born again this year. Is that not so? How many of you got born again this year? Let me see your hand up. You received Jesus Christ. Stand on your feet. You received Jesus this year. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand. Stand. Now, this one's received Jesus this year. Now, if you received Jesus this year and you couldn't stand, you have not received Jesus. Amen. Because you will be bold enough to say you received Jesus this year. Sit down. How many of you received Jesus... More than one year, but less than three years. Stand on your feet. Amen. More than one year, but less than three years. Stand. Let me see. Okay, I see that. Amen. Wow. Put your hands together for them. Sit down. How many of you received Jesus more than three years, but less than seven years? Stand up. Amen. Are you seeing the different categories of people? Alright? Sit down. How many of you have received Jesus more than seven years but less than ten years? Stand up. Now, every category I called, someone stood up. It makes you understand that there are different levels of people here. If I go further to say, how many of you have received Jesus for over 10 years? A lot of others will stand up. If I say, how many of you have received Jesus for over 15 years? A lot of others will stand up. How many of you have been born again for 20 years and more? Glory to God. A lot more we stand up. Maybe we should do that one. How many of you have been born again for 20 years and above? Amen. Stand up. 20 years. Are you seeing the different categories of people? You know, sometimes you could be, some of you look around. You are not the only one that has been saved 20 years and above. Amen. Are you understanding me? Look around you. Sit down. Very important to know. Glory to God. Very important to know. But listen, there are certain areas where how long you have been saved does not matter. Are you listening to me? There are areas where it matters. Satan does not look at how long you've been saved before he brings a challenge to you. Amen. There are those that have been saved for over 20 years. They are still experiencing what someone that got saved this year is experiencing. Amen. Am I communicating? Yeah. Acts 3.19 Regardless of how long you've been saved, I want to read a scripture to you. Let's read together. I want to go. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Give it to me in New King James Version. NKJV. Let's read it together again. Want to go? Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Ever say times of refreshing? He didn't say a time. Meaning that no matter how long you've been saved, 
you need constant refreshing. Amen. Amen. You need what? Constant refreshing. Last Sunday, I began to talk to you about how to overcome spiritual fatigue. How many of you remember that? How many of you? Did it help some of you? Did it help you? We were looking at certain scriptures. Listen, if you don't position yourself in the next scripture I'm going to mention, you will come to a place where you have spiritual fatigue. There will be a weakness you can't explain. You don't feel like praying. You don't feel like reading your Bible. You don't feel like going to church. You don't feel like serving in church. You don't feel like sharing your faith. It is unhealthy. It's a sign that something is wrong. Amen. You know, sometimes think, believers think that the way you will know something is wrong with someone is when you say, oh, do you see that brother? He used to come to church. Now, he's on drugs. They say something is wrong. No, it doesn't have to get to that for you to know something is wrong. These are the first signs you see to show that something is wrong. Hallelujah. Have you not heard maybe a child coughing and sniffing at first? Then you check for that, you find out there are signs of malaria. Are you understanding me? So, as a believer, you should know those initial signs that make you understand or that point you to the fact that something is not right. And if you keep going, after a while, you, you, you will lose interest. When you lose interest in the things I just mentioned, all is not well. Amen. Everybody say righteousness. Peace. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Say again righteousness. Peace. Joy in the Holy Ghost. The scripture says for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. What it means by meat and drink is that it's not about what you get. It's not the physical things. It's not breakthrough. The kingdom is not breakthrough. Amen. He said righteousness. Peace and joy. Meaning that you can have breakthrough and not have peace. You can have breakthrough and still not have joy. So he said, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. What he's saying to you is that these are the vital signs. Amen. To prove spiritual health. Amen. Hello? And how you guard your heart to be at peace. You maintain your joy. Second Corinthians 4.16. Amen. Um, 16. Let's just read 16. I would have read earlier on. But let's read 16. Let's read together. I want to go. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Lift your hand and say, in the name of Jesus, I yield myself to daily renewals. Say again, to daily renewals. Praise God. Did you see that? He said, we faint not. We faint not means that we don't get weary. Amen. We don't get weary. Though physically sometimes there are pressures. Our outward man perish. He's talking about the physical. There will always be weakness in the physical body. 
You cannot walk 48 hours without resting. Amen. Your body will cry out. So though that outward man perish, yet the inward man, the inward man needs constant renewal. Amen. If you are not yielding to constant renewal, you will have that fatigue we are talking about. Some people think that the cell they belong to is the problem. So they say, myself, I'm no more excited about myself. No, no, no. Most of the time, you are the problem. Hallelujah. Most of the time, let me explain something to you about joy. Joy is contagious. The effervescence of joy is such that when you enter a place, it permeates the place. Amen. Amen. It permeates. So if your cell is dull and your joy is full, when you enter there, you will bring that joy to that place. Are you listening to me? You see, listen. Jesus taught something. Under the law, when someone was unclean, you avoided them because if they touched you, you will become unclean. In the New Testament, when Jesus came, he introduced something. What he introduced that? No, 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 no. Rather, if the unclean touches the clean, it will become clean. Amen. Are you with me? That's, so Jesus will go to the leprous man and the leprous man will touch Jesus. Instead of Jesus to become unclean, the leprous man becomes clean. Are you listening to me? Now that's the principle of the New Testament. Are we together? That now I go to a place, there's gloom, doom. But because I carry joy, amen, I don't contact gloom. I don't contact doom. I spread joy, amen. So when I give an excuse and say, eh, the place is dull, that's why I'm, no, 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 no. You, are you dull? Are you dull? Amen. How can light be complaining about darkness? Praise God. When light shows up, this scripture says it. It said, the light shineth in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. So, if you are a vessel of joy unspeakable, anywhere you go, you pour out. Amen. Amen. You pour out. But if your joy is not full, then you go to a place also the joy there is not full. You are in like company. Amen. And then you complain. Hallelujah. And I'm saying to you that how you can have daily renewals. It means that you're on fire today. You're on fire tomorrow. You're on fire the day after. If we come back two months later, you are still on fire. Amen. You are not an up and down Christian. Are you understand what I'm saying? Up and down, up and down. You know what we mean by up and down? Today you are praying. Tomorrow you don't feel like going to church. Some of you are listening to me. You've been born again long, but you've been going through this. Let me explain something to you. When God created man, man firstly is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. The greatest limitation of man now on earth is his physical body. Amen. Are we together? That is why when Jesus comes, or when the church age comes to a close, and we are cut away, what 
is that redemption that the Bible talks about is redemption of our bodies. The Bible says corruption will put on incorruption. Amen. Mortality will put on immortality. He said death will be swallowed up of life. He's saying that every weakness we had in the flesh will be dealt with forever. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, if you are a believer and you are happy sometimes, mood swings. Everybody say mood swings. Mood swings can make you have fatigue. Amen. Amen. You know why? All of us don't have the same things that irritate us. But there are some people that have more things that irritate them than some others. There are some people that will come in here now and sit down. Then they look to the left, look to the right. And just say, hmm, I'm sitting between two women. I don't like sitting between women. It's probably has started. Amen. So the worship is going on. And rather than focus on the worship, he's thinking about the two women he's sitting in between. He's trying to get the attention of the usher. To help him move his seat. And then, for the 15 minutes, first 15 minutes he came into church, he was not listening. Are you listening to me? Now, God is here. God is moving. The reason why he is not receiving is not because God is not moving. It's because of, because of his personal issues. Are you listening to me? Am I communicating? His own personal issues. Why would they keep me in between two women? Why? Why? Are there not enough men in this church? Then maybe 15 minutes later, he gets the attention of an usher. You see, Satan already knows what his problem is. Then the usher comes and says, yes, so how can I help you? He said, I need you to move me from here. Why? Just move me. Must you know why? The usher goes and comes and says, there's nowhere to move you to. Now he's angry with the usher joining to the two women. Are you listening to me? Now, listen. You must learn to separate your emotions from the instructions of God's word to your spirit. Amen? If not, you will always come to a place of spiritual fatigue. Permit me to use pidgin English. You go tired. Amen? Amen? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. For example, as a leader, our pastor, I might want things to be done in order. I expect that this should be working, that should be working, that should be working. Now, if my concern about making everything work is greater than my concern of passing across what God has put in my heart, you know what's going to happen? I will also be tired. Amen. It has nothing to do with God. A friend of mine is a minister of the gospel. Invited another minister to come to minister in his church. This was several years ago. And minister was an older minister he respected. So, when the minister came, and um, I was in the meeting, so he was the one telling me. He said that the program... People, the program was not what he expected, you know. And um, 
he told the older minister, he said, well, this program didn't turn out exactly as he, the minister said, yeah, it was because of this, it was because of that. He was giving excuses. And my friend said, he said, sir, with all due respect, you did not prepare. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the circumstances around. It had nothing to do with this was not arranged, that was not arranged. You are not prepared. Listen to me. Your salvation and the expression of it can be limited by your emotions. Did you hear me? It can be limited by your emotions. Your salvation and the expression of your salvation can be limited by your emotions. Hello? Emotions have a place. Emotions are not bad things. No, they are not bad things. Jesus expressed emotion when he heard about Lazarus. The Bible said Jesus wept. Glory to God. He wept. He expressed emotion. We saw Jesus rejoice. We saw him weep. We saw him express anger. Flood the people out of the temple. Amen. That's an expression of emotion. But you know something? The Bible says when he pushed the people out of the temple... You know what the scripture said? Because the zeal of the Lord had consumed him. Meaning that he aligned his emotions to the workings of the Spirit. Amen. I told a story about a brother, a Christian brother, years ago, that came out in a healing line. And I was praying for the sick. And I walked close to him. And in that particular day, I was asking what was wrong. So I asked him, what was wrong with him? And recently I stopped saying what he said to me, but he said a word. I never heard it in my life before. So I didn't know what he was talking about. So I said, what? So he whispered and said, it's an STD. So okay. You know, and he expected me to know it, and I didn't know it. So, so I said, how is it? He explained, 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 and all that. I said, okay. So I laid hands on him. And then he was healed. Amen. Months later, maybe even a year later, now I didn't have that in mind. I wasn't thinking about that. He came out and again for another healing line. And I was laying hands, and then I got to him. Now, don't misunderstand me. I didn't even think of that. But it, I believe it was by the Spirit of God. I just asked again, I said, what did you come out for? As he mentioned... The word, he's the only one I've heard that thing from his mouth. You know, the people have a Nigerian name for their sickness. I understand me, they have a hair. So, when he mentioned it again, it, my memory, i like, you? As he said it, in the natural, I was angry. Now, for him to have it again, he has gone somewhere again. Am I communicating? So, in the flesh, I was upset. Are we playing here? So, I was, you know, I sighed. And I was walking away. But the Holy Ghost said, pray for him. Now, let me explain something to you. My emotions were against him. But the Spirit of God said, pray for him. So, I came back. And I laid And he got healed. Again. Amen. Glory to God. Now, listen. 
a pastor, as a minister, what if I followed my emotions? You, you see, you need to understand that as a believer. That if you keep living your life that way, you will always limit what the Spirit of God wants to do in your life. I would have followed my emotions. Your senses are not the authentic way to verify what you should do or not do. Amen. Did you hear me? Your senses can misjudge a situation. I give another story about a time I was ministering to people that needed to receive the Holy Ghost many years ago in the 90s. And it was a Holy Ghost like service or night. And then I asked for those that needed to receive the Holy Spirit to come forward. And in those early days when I want to pray for the people, I'm concerned about who I lay hands on first. So, when they all came out to the front, I was looking at who to lay hands on first. I don't have the time to explain why, but that's how it is. So, who am I laying hands on first? And then, my eyes are open physically, and I'm looking at all of them. And there's one guy that came and knelt down. He sent me, um, I think he sent me a message like two or three years ago. He came out. Amongst them. I'm telling you this. Now I've seen many things. But at that time, it is the most expressionless face I'd ever seen. The face, did they force you? I did not, I did not force anybody to come. I said, if you want to receive the Holy Ghost, come forward. He behaved like somebody said, if you don't go, I will kill you. You know how others are kneeling down, then they are saying, Father, thank you. Amen. Amen. Or some of you, yes, they, are, they are expecting something. His face didn't look like someone that came out for anything. He's not, then, you know, they're singing. He's not singing. He's not praying. So, while I was we're praying in tongues, I was just looking at who had to lay hands on. I'd already made up my mind that this guy, it's not just that I won't lay hands on him first, I won't lay hands on him at all. Are you understanding me? At all. I will not even lay hands on him at all. They are unction killers. I won't lay hands on him at all. But as I was going, the Holy Ghost said to me, Him first. Him first. He was not supposed to be last. So, there are different ways we minister the Spirit. I didn't give him full attention. You know, there's a way we minister when we're ministering to children. You control voltage. Amen. Amen. So, I was passing and I just grazed, just tapped his forehead. You know, the power of God came upon him. <laughs> Even me, I was surprised. Am I communicating? Emotions. The leading of the Spirit. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, listen to me. You can wake up in the morning and because of a news you heard last night, you don't feel like praying that morning. But the Holy Ghost is telling you to pray. Amen. Are you listening to me? 
You can wake up in the morning and you don't feel like listening to a message. You don't feel like reading your Bible. But the Spirit of God is beckoning on you. Someone was asking me a question about how to know the leading of the Spirit. And I said something to him. I said, see, the first, first signs and ways to recognize the leading of the Holy Spirit is that voice that tells you to read your Bible and pray in the morning. Amen. Did you hear what I said? That tells you to read your Bible and pray in the morning. Now when you start learning to yield to that nudge in your heart, read your Bible, pray. Don't go and fry the plantain first. Eat. Don't go and eat first. Pray first. Amen. That is the beginning. Amen. Before I start hearing, my son, I've sent you into the world. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Am I communicating? But there are times you wake up. How many of you have had those experiences? Your flesh doesn't feel like praying. Your body, your, body, your, 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 your mind might even be wandering. There are other things occupying your thoughts. If you keep yielding to those things, after a while, you'll be weary. Amen. There will be a weakness in your spirit you cannot explain. God provides several opportunities for renewal. For example, you came for service now. The worship session was going on. After this music ministration of Shadrach and Winifred, we started worshiping. That was an opportunity for renewal for someone. Amen? So for someone else, just saying, let them preach now. Let them preach now. Oh, the singing is getting long. He doesn't understand that that jump into that flow. Amen. You will be refreshed. Glory to God. Am I communicating? For some, it was a time of prayer. When we were praying, we had a prayer point to pray about. You say, I didn't feel like praying. Listen, help me tell your neighbor this. You don't always have to do what you feel like. Tell your neighbor that. Amen. Did you hear me? You don't always have to do what you feel like. Some people think, like, if they feel something, they must do it. No. So that you say, well, let's rise up and worship the Lord. Say, I did not feel like rising up. Let's lift our hands to whatever. I did not feel like, you know. No. Keep your feelings aside. Glory to God. In essence, what I'm saying is that if your feelings lead you, you will miss your daily renewals. Amen. Did you hear me? If your feelings lead you, you will miss your daily renewals. Some people try to set a way that they will be renewed. No, 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 no. Don't set a way. God has many ways. Amen. Amen. Take advantage of all the opportunities that come. Do you know what I mean by setting a way? Some people have, have come for service now. All they are waiting for is the word. Uh, uh, I, 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 no, no. It's just the word. No. Maybe the worship will help you. Amen. The prayer time will help you. Something else will help you. But you say, no, I don't want that one. I just want the word. Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed when? Day by day. That means you need the renewing for tomorrow. Did you hear me? This renewal is what makes your spiritual faculties sharp. Hallelujah. Your senses are not dull. Amen. Glory to God. 
There are some things I didn't know until I experienced it. In most of my adult life, I've lived in Nigeria. Is that not so? Now, and I walk at night. I could wake up and write, you know, and read. And then go back to sleep. So I traveled. And I was, I traveled at the time it was winter. It was cold. I woke up to read. It was as if they put a stone in my brain. Are you understanding me? I'm looking, I'm reading, but I'm not reading. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I said, let me sleep. I tried it again. The cold is like my joints. Are you understanding me? I cannot concentrate. <laughs> Are you listening to me? I couldn't concentrate. I now saw that, <laughs> you know, I didn't know that the weather could be that harsh. So I have to stay close to the heater for a while. Then I can be reading. If you come, it's like I'm roasting myself. Are you understanding me? Am I communicating? Lift your hand and say in the name of Jesus. I yield myself to the renewals, the opportunities for renewals that you have provided for me in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. But where I'm going with this, I, I, need to, I want to introduce you to some scriptures. Without those constant renewals, after a while, you know, you know, the church in our generation has been introduced to the understanding that God wants to bless His children. And that's true. But for some of us, we think all God is about is blessing His children. Amen. Are we together? So even as I'm talking now, some of you, you just want the man of God to address the problem you have in the house. Amen. So, speak the word. You know, when somebody says speak the word, they are not saying teach God's word. Though. What they mean is prophesy. Are you understanding me? <laughs> but some of the things I'm showing you here about how to have constant renewal will bring you to a place where you might not even have those challenges that are making you require a word from the Lord. Amen. Are you listening to me? You might not even have those challenges. Or even if you have them, you will find that you have strength to overcome them. Those daily renewals are what the scripture in Isaiah 40 called renewing your strength. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 40 verse 28 to 31. In Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28, it was telling us something there. He said, has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God... The creator of the ends of the earth fainted not, is telling you. He fainted what? Not. Then he said, Neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Go further. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Verse 30. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. 
but they, amen, that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen. It's the same renew your strength that Second Corinthians 4.16 is talking about. Your inward man is renewed what? Day by day. So your strength can be renewed today. Your strength can be renewed this week. Amen. The strength in prayer. Hallelujah. That strength to pray. It takes, listen, it takes strength to stand. Amen. You go out to your place of work. Every day pressures come. Every day. Every day. Every day pressures come. Just leaving your home and getting to the office. A lot of things happen on the way. You know, someone can leave his house encouraged and arrive at his office discouraged. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Someone can leave his house full confidence and leave his office. By the time he gets to his office, he's full of fear. Have you not seen people driving on the way, on the highway, and then you were traveling, you were singing in tongues, glory to God, oh, I worship you then. All of a sudden you see an accident on the road. You see someone's limbs or the hand at the other side of the road. The other limb at the other side of the road. Oh, from that moment, you start saying, blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. <laughs> Even at night, you wanted to sleep, you are still saying, blood of Jesus. So, what, what, what is causing that statement? Fear has come into your heart. Amen. Where did the fear come from? What you saw on the way. That means that if you don't address it, you wake up the next day, you are still afraid. You are troubled. Amen. That's why God's word says that you need Daily renewals. Amen. Daily renewals. Amen. You wake up every day refreshed again. Strengthened again. If a Christian after salvation does not read his Bible, does not pray, does not go to church, he will not be okay. Amen. He will not be okay. You will not be okay. I've said this before. Some people act like they know something that God does not know. Hello? Hello? They act like, they, you know, like somebody saying that, you know, you know um, I believe in eternal security. Alright? But it depends on what you define as eternal security. Eternal security is not that when you get saved, alright? No, no, thank you. When you get saved, when you get saved, that uh, uh, you are locked in salvation. That you, you, you are imprisoned in Christ. Amen. Are you understanding me? That's, that's, that's when you get born again, you are not imprisoned in Christ. Even if you want to go, you cannot go. Now lie. There's what the Bible declares that was not taken away from man. Willpower. Everybody say willpower. The gift of choice. God never took it from man. Amen. So God can call you in a loud voice from Asso Rock, my son, my son, I have called you to preach the message of the rock. And you say, Baba, find another person. Amen. I want to go into business. Amen. Now, someone posted something, and this, I saw it this morning, this morning, I just saw it this morning, it's a minister friend of mine, and I, I felt that I should respond later in the day. And the question was something like, if God called you to do something, 
and you don't do it. Does God not start spoiling what you are doing because you didn't do what he asked you to do? No. God doesn't have to spoil. Your decision will spoil things. Amen. Amen. Your decision. Your decision will limit certain things from happening. You will be confined to lesser possibilities. Amen. By your decision. Am I communicating? That's what somebody don't understand. So, I believe that the scripture teaches, okay, that when you are saved, once saved, always saved as long as you want to be saved. Amen. Did you hear what I said? I'll take it again. Once saved, always saved as long as you want to be saved. If it was not possible for someone to fall out of the faith, why would the scripture give some warnings and say, if a brother is in error, pray for him. He said, he that converts that one has converted a man from sin and has covered a multitude of sin. Why is this saying so? I mean, it's possible. Hallelujah. So someone is saying something that God does not know. God does not know. Amen. That you can never fall out of the way. Amen. Do you know more than God? Some people have more revelation than the Holy Spirit. Amen. When they share, the Holy Spirit will take pen and start writing. Word. <laughs> because you have not heard that one before. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, I'm saying this for a reason. Get this. You cannot be okay if you shut yourself out of the renewal opportunities that God has created for you. Amen? No, you cannot be okay. For example, in Renaissance Assembly, there are devotionals that you receive every day. Amen? There are opportunities for renewal. Am I communicating? There are opportunities for renewal. Everything does not do the same thing. Listening to worship music from morning to night will not feed your spirit. Amen. It has its place. Worship music has its place. Say, so, well, well, I, I think I'm okay. I've just, I, throughout today I didn't do anything. I'll just listen to worship. So in the last one week I've listened to worship. You're not reading your Bible. Amen. <laughs> you're not praying. You're just listening to worship. It has a blessing. But it cannot fill the role of reading your Bible and praying. Amen. Did you hear what I said? It cannot fill the role. Listening to messages on social media has its place. Maybe you're in the office, you log on and listen to something 15 minutes, listen to it has its place. It keeps you, you know, it has its place. But it does not take the place of having a pastor. Amen. It doesn't take the place. Am I communicating? So there are opportunities for renewal. Take advantage of them. But where I'm going to say, you will renew your strength. And I was explaining what it means to wait on the Lord. And I gave a definition that waiting on the Lord simply means, because I use the illustration of a waiter in a restaurant. In a restaurant, if someone walks up to you, alright? If someone walks up to you in the restaurant, and um, he says, I'm your waiter. It means that his job is to attend to you. Hello? What do you need? You need water? He will bring it. You need food? He will bring it. You need... You need a bigger spoon. He will bring it. 
The reason why he's there is to make sure that everything you need, he provides. Good. Now the scripture, when the Bible uses the language, they that wait upon the Lord, is also using that, in, that same in, um, um, concept of attending. That means anyone that attends to the word of God, or attends to the spirit of God, his strength will be renewed. Amen. So that's why fasting is one of the ways we wait upon the Lord. Amen. We are attending to spiritual things. So I could take out some hours and I'm, I'm not attending to any other thing. I'm not attending to my food, my belly. I'm not attending. You know, when you are cooking, what are you attending to? Amen. What are you attending to? Yeah, some of you. I've seen people that cook. I'm not talking about ladies or men that they cook for three hours. <laughs> You know, they are cooking. They cut this one, they dice this one, they do this one, they do that, they do that. They bring some, they pour on it. Oh! <laughs> you know, one hour. They, they, they have not eaten, you know, then before they now sit down to eat. You see, what you did now, you are attending to your stomach. Can you stay like that and attend to your spirits? Amen? Can you attend to your spirits that way? Where you are Gathering the scriptures you will read. Amen. Putting together the message you want to listen to. Right now the prayer points you want to pray. You have not started. All that one took you one hour or two hours. Amen. Before you started praying. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's attending. That's waiting upon the Lord. Some of you, is the cooking that will make sense because you could relate with that very well. Amen. So you are waiting on the Lord. The Bible says that that waiting on the Lord will help you renew your strength. Anytime you start sensing weakness in your spirit, dullness in your perception, you recline. Amen. And wait on the Lord. Your senses will be sharpened again. Papa Hagen said something that really blessed me. He said, in 1950, Rockwall, Texas, Jesus appeared to him and ministered to him and laid hands on him and put his finger in his hands and said that um, he has put in his hand the healing power and how to minister the healing power to the sick. And then, the Lord now told him, he said, any time you sense that power waning, take out time and fast. It will come stronger. Amen. Are we together? That's waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. He said, man, there was a time, man, you know, you know, in my office, if, if something wants to happen, I will know. But now, nah, I don't, I don't even know what's happening again. This door just fell on my head. I don't even know. <laughs> Amen. It, it, what, what you are saying, take it seriously. Amen. It means that your senses are getting dull. How do you sharpen your senses again? You go back and wait on the Lord. Amen. In your business, business opportunities. Before, before they come, your steps are always ordered. You just, it just enters your heart to go to that office and, and see them. As you went there, they say, oh, thank God you even came. We were looking for someone to do this. So that's how you were getting jobs. So throughout last year, that's how you were getting This year, when you appear, they say, ah, you would have come. Ah, if you had come yesterday. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. We just gave her the $10 million job. You, oh, no, no, no. Three times, people have told you like that. Ah. That, you see that man going? I just gave him the job now. By the time that has happened to you two, three times, what it is telling you that you are no more picking things. Amen. Amen. You are no more picking things. You are no more picking things in the spirit. And in the, in the, in the, in the 
space you operate in, if you don't pick things in the spirit, you can't progress. Amen. So what do you do? You take out time. A sister told me, she said, that she used to um, have visions. She used to have visions. And if she sleeps at night after praying, she sees things in her dreams. And then she wakes up and goes to do them. For example, maybe schoolwork, business, family issues, it comes to her. So she lives that way with revelation. And then she said to me, she said, but for how many years now? That has not happened. I was like, okay, why do you think? She said, I, I can't tell what it is. You know? <laughs> so we, we, in the counseling session, I started asking questions. Okay, take out time to pray. She said she had prayed. She came back. Then we found out what the problem was. The dreams stopped when she started boyfriend. Amen. The boyfriend has romanced the spirit out of her life. Amen. Amen. He has romanced the spirit out of her life. Her spiritual senses are no more sharp. But you know something? You might not, you know, I want to say, might not apply to everyone, but it, you, it's important to know. When you stay back to wait on the Lord, you start seeing clearly. Amen. Oh, 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 it is the area. Oh, that's the area. If not, you can continue doing the thing you are doing, you were doing. Thinking maybe if you do it more, it will work. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Waiting on the Lord is so important. So important. As we are approaching the end of the year, take our time to wait upon the Lord. Amen. To get clarity for the new year. Don't assume. Praise God. Listen, a lot of believers run with assumptions. Don't assume. A method that worked last year might not be the method for next year. Hallelujah. Are we together? So, here... We're looking at that scripture. They that wait upon the Lord they shall renew us, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Amen. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and it will be like there's a, there's a strength carrying them. They're still going. They're still going. Someone asked me, so how is it then? Yes, but so I see that week in, week out. There's always a fresh word. There's always, there's always, you know, an answer. There's always, I said, listen, it's constant renewal. Amen. It doesn't mean pressures don't come. It doesn't mean troubles don't come. But you have to learn to constantly renew yourself. Do you know there are some people that, if they didn't pay them salary, they cannot do evangelism that week. Amen. Amen. So um, we are so winning, we are so winning. Then the guy didn't come. Why didn't you come for so winning? <laughs> Pastor, it's not a small thing. No. Do you know that my wicked boss has not paid me? Is that why he didn't come for so winning? See, I was depressed. We walk, walk, walk. They will not pay us. I was depressed. Amen. I have two scriptures I want to show you. One is in 
Acts chapter 15. I'll read verse 32. The other one is in Acts chapter 14, verse 21. And Judas and Silas, being prophets also, themselves, exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. Everybody say confirm them. The word confirm them means strengthen them. Amen. How do you strengthen them? With many words. Everybody say many words. Many words. It, they came and exhorted them. And then the people were strengthened. You need to be constantly strengthened. Do you know that some of you come to church only on Sundays? And you expect to be strengthened throughout the week. That's why by Tuesday, no, there's no spiritual strength. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Some people just, it's just after this Sunday, now the next time they will see you in church is next Sunday. If you know you are the one I'm talking about, say loud amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Glory to God. And then you say, Pastor, I want my spiritual life to be blazing. You see, this is not where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> this is not the level. This is not the level. How will you get to that level? Amen. Glory to God. Someone is complaining that he's losing weight. Say, I don't know why I'm just losing weight. I don't know why I'm losing weight. You know? Say, what do you eat? Say, at least every morning I eat biscuit. <laughs> Amen. Every morning I eat biscuits. Praise God. As long as you hear God's word only on Sundays, you'll be struggling to be spiritually strong. Amen? If there's a way to check your heart, some of you, your heart is full of... I'm trying to remember all those music. I'm trying to remember one of them now. Because you are full of junk. Junk from the music you listen to, from the friends you walk around with, from the people you talk to, your conversations in the office. Are you understanding me? That's what you're full of. How can your spirit be strong? How? Then when crisis comes, the day Satan visited your house, you want to take out the sword of the spirit. From where? <laughs> Amen. From where? Amen. How? I told someone once, I said, you have a headache. Maybe you're here now. You're just feeling some pains in your head, you know. Just feeling some kind of... It's, it's not life-threatening, alright? Or maybe you just discovered that your elbow was not free. You know what some people do? Immediately, they start taking on medication. This, we have to say, in the name of Jesus, I command this pain on my elbow to cease now. I receive my healing in Jesus' name. Amen. When Satan sees that you are doing like that, he will more careful. If not, 
If you cannot pray when you're small, able, you're, you're having small pain, it's when they come and say, uh, um, the doctor says, um, lie down. Uh, this is, the cancer has progressed. Uh, uh, you know, wow, wow, wow. You, um, please, um, see, you have about two months to leave. You say, hey! <laughs> you are, doctor, you are a liar. <laughs> your doctor is not your enemy. He's telling you what he, they taught him in school that he saw. Are you understanding me? He's not your enemy. You are a, doctor, doctor, see me, you are a liar. They start calling everybody. That kind of course starts with Satan is a liar. <laughs> that makes me laugh. You know, so Satan is a liar. I don't know where people got that from. So Satan is a liar. What did Satan do again? Hmm. They said I have cancer. I have two months to leave. <laughs> I'm just laughing at them. <laughs> Listen, you will die, you. Let me see. Hear me. I'm the pastor. I'm telling you. You will die for nothing. Listen. Now, on a more serious note. Listen. When it comes to... Thank you, Holy Spirit. When it comes to addressing crisis of life, if you've not been dealing with the lion and the bear, Goliath will slay you. He has tested his faith on smaller matters. He already knows how to handle those kind of issues. So when this one came... Piece of cake. Amen. Are you understanding me? Piece of cake. So you are here listening to me. What have you done with your faith? Amen. Glory to God. Leave churches and pastors alone. Build your spiritual life. The reason why I don't go to church again, only pastor and crook. You see how short one they come back to me in one of them, you know, crook. You're on phone, you're calling people. Uh-huh. Let's discuss uh, which pastor did you see on TV today? Say this one. Ah, that one is a confirmed bad guy. That's all you do. Build your spiritual life. Amen. Build your spiritual life. Build your spiritual life. Work on you. Amen. Are we together? Your hatred for a church or a pastor will not stop the gospel. It will not do nothing. Are you understanding me? Nothing. You, are you the first hater? Haters are plenty. Amen. <laughs> are you understanding me? I'm not the first. Build your life. So when issues come, the things you are learning, put them to work. It's not about how long you've been saved. It's about how you've been practicing the word. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. I've been preaching Sunday through Sunday since July the 15th, 2001. I've not missed a Sunday that I could not preach because of ill health. 18 years straight. Amen. Listen. Listen. Even if you don't believe my gospel, that's a proof. Amen. Now, listen to me. There are some of you here, there are days you couldn't come to church because you were sick. Am, am I communicating? 
Yeah. But let me see. Let me say something to you. There are times where Satan has attacked our health. Are we together? But this message we preach, we have to hold on to it. We had a program. Um, I'm trying to remember what program. Renaissance Summit, also USD. They were driving me to the program two or three, four years ago, maybe four years ago, three or four years ago, I'm not sure how many years ago. They were driving me for the program. The moment we're getting to the place, I just had a sick feeling. I couldn't explain it. I got into the hall, sat down, and every symptom of malaria or whatever you call it was upon me. And I was about to preach. Glory to God. So I came out and started ministering. Then I discovered that I wanted to throw up. Amen. So I handed over the microphone, walked to the bathroom, threw up. Sat on the floor for a while. Prayed in tongues. And then my body said, don't go back to the meeting. I said, I lie you. I will go back to the meeting. They were lined up for hands to be laid on them. I wiped my face. Came. Take it in the name of Jesus. Take it. As I lay hands, one of the times I laid hands on myself. Strength came. Are you listening to me? Listen to me. That's the faith we preach. Are you listening to me? That's the faith we preach. It didn't start today. As a student, we had service. On that service day, I was not feeling well. They took me to the, they call that dispensary. It's not like a hospital or a small clinic or something. They took me there, dropped me there. They put all the drips and all that on me. Gave me injections or whatever. I dozed off. Maybe I was in my second or third year. I'm not sure what year now. And then, <laughs> and I told him, I said, I'm preaching this evening. She said, forget it, forget it. Just rest. The next time I woke up to about past four, service starts by six. I normally get around five or five thirty. I believe it was God. As I woke up, I looked, no nurse, nobody. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Nobody. I'd never removed drip by myself before. I took out the needle, wrapped it, came down, was very weak, came down from the bed, looked, and I couldn't run. So definitely I was walking slowly. But God had it that nobody came. <laughs> I left the place, left the place, and now. Even after I walked out, if you came outside, you would still see me going because I was walking very slowly. I went back to my room, dressed up, and went to the service. I've shared that several times. When I got to, that was the first time in my life I preached and I did not move from the pulpit. I stood because I needed to lean on the pulpit to teach. The anointing is the anointing. I said the anointing is the anointing. I stood in one spot. I was teaching from 1 Corinthians 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. I will not have ignorance. You know, these days I'm pastoring. You know, when I'm preaching now, I walk around like this. This is, this is refined. 
Go and ask her. We used to preach there. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Go and ask. Amen. <laughs> The message might have ended, and maybe I'll be at the door of the. And there was an Exodus! <laughs> Alright, so well, that's by the way. So, but that day, I stood behind the pulpit. I had to lean on it, and I thought. Then I gave an altar call for salvation. We had the largest number of people saved in the history of that fellowship that day. The largest number of people saved. Some of the people that got saved are pastors today as I speak. Ah. 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 What if I say, ah. No. See, listen to me. Test your faith with the small, small challenges you are having now. Amen. Permit me to use that language. Amen. You don't have transport to go home. Now, your house is not far. Glory to God. Am I communicating? Maybe it's one drop away. Maybe it's just, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe that this Sunday I receive transport to go back from church. Maybe you, before now, <laughs> you are a very experienced beggar. You're saying, Brother, let something come with that hand now. <laughs> if we bring and beg you in this life, sometimes eh, you'll be amazed. They are very, 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 they, are, they have revelation on begging. You say, Lord, no more begging. I will in faith receive that money. That's where to start it. Maybe it's just 200 naira you need. And you pray and believe you receive. Amen. If it doesn't happen, you know that you have not learnt it. Trek, judge, and go home. Amen. As you're trekking, the anger of trekking will make you say, I need to learn this thing. Oh, amen. I need to learn this thing. Yeah, I need to learn this thing. Rather than say, eh, since the begging is easy. Why do you have to learn faith? Amen. A day will come, begging will not work. I know people beg on bigger levels. Some people beg house rent. Are you understanding me? Yeah, there's different levels of begging. But you can grow and start from now. Hallelujah. Pray for that headache. Receive that 1,000 error. Receive that 5,000 naira by faith. Amen. Then when the day you have a challenge of 500,000, you already know how to conquer those things. Amen. Permit me to say this. What is faith? Faith is not acting like somebody that believes. No, sir. That's not faith. You can act like someone that believes and you will crash. You will so crash. Somebody hears that somebody gave out all his things and everything was fine. You give out all your things and then you are complaining after. This is how you give out all my things. This is how you give out my things. I give out my things. See, I see you are here now. 
the person that you are following did not cry. Amen. His life changed. I got into university by faith. Amen. Am I communicating? My name didn't come out on the admission list at first. But God told me, I have given you the admission. So I went to school because God said he had given me admission. When I went to check the name on the list, my name was not there. To show you how I believed what God had said, the engineering list, they had five engineering departments in that faculty at that time. I checked all the names. I said maybe they, they mistakenly put it, instead of chemical engineering, maybe they put it in another engineering. I checked petroleum, it was in there. I checked civil, electrical, um, whatever, all the departments, they were not there. Then I said, chemical and chemistry, they look alike. Maybe they mistakenly put the chemistry. I checked chemistry, it was not there. Then I checked the whole list, the name was not there. The confession that came out from my mouth is, my name is on the list. Amen. Now, I'm not, I was not imitating somebody. Are you listening to me? Now, a sister, so I started attending classes. I went back and told my parents that there's a list there, my name is not on that list, but my name is on the original list. My father was confused. He said, explain again. I said, there is a list that is there. Are you understanding me? I said, my name is on that list, but my name is on the list. So he asked my mother. Then I said, faith. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Then he said to me, he said, I'm not going to pay school fees. Until he, I said, no, no problem. Just give me transport to be going to school. He said, no problem. I was going for classes and coming back. Go for nine months, going for classes, coming back, go for classes, coming back. That's faith. Amen. Going for classes, one semester finished, holiday, enter next semester. I was going for classes, coming back, going for class. A sister was coming for classes, and when she comes to class, she will sit near me. Her name too has not come out. <laughs> he said, eh, eh, Are you hearing anything? I said, No. She said, eh, eh, Our name will come out in Jesus' name. <laughs> one day, I told her, I said, don't follow me. She was shocked. I said, if you have an opportunity to go and write jam, go and write it. She, you know, she heard it from me. <laughs> she was shocked. I said, did God tell you he had given you the admission? She said, no. I said, he told me. She was very grateful. She's a doctor today. She was so grateful. That day, she just carried her things. I asked her, she was so grateful. It's me that told her. I said, did God tell you? She said, no. I said, God told me. You think this thing we're doing here, we're playing? God told me. I said, God told me. She said, okay. If she's following me, she will crash. Amen. Are you listening to me? The name came out. We went to school. We graduated. Are you understanding me? It to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So the point I'm making is this. That's, so what is faith? If I end here, I'll be happy. Amen. My definition of faith will come from Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2. Now you'll never expect me to talk about faith from here. Amen. Let's read together. I want to go. And the Spirit entered into me. And when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet, that I heard him that spake unto me. Amen. It's the spirit that set him upon his feet. Is that not so? Listen, 
faith is being possessed by the spirit of the word. Amen. The spirit of the word has possessed you. That's faith. It's not just that you heard something. The word has possessed you. That's faith. Being possessed by the spirit of the word. That means that someone that is in faith is under an influence. Are you listening to me? He is under an influence at that moment. Sometimes later you are wondering, ah, why did I even do it this way? You are under an influence. You are possessed by the word you heard. I have given you the admission. Kai. That was it. May you hear your own word today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. So you're not just trying to do what somebody else did. Say, hey, see what they did. did." No, 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 no. The word has possessed you. So that action is actually spirit energized. That action you are taking is spirit energized. Faith is not a leap in the dark. (laughs) Faith is a leap because of lights. Amen. Amen. A leap ignited by lights. Lights from God's word. So why did you go and start that business? Because the word has possessed you. Everything around there is not looking like business will work. But you believe. Amen. Sometimes the reason why we pray for long about an issue is that there are still fears in our hearts. Amen. There are still fears in our hearts. Will it work? Will it not work? Then a time comes where the fears have dissolved. So you are standing there. It's other people that are afraid for you. You, you are not afraid. Are you getting what I'm saying? The other people around might be afraid for you, but you are not afraid. Why? Because you have seen it already. Glory to God. And my prayer for everyone here is that you will function with that possession of the word of God. May the word of God possess you concerning your health. May the word of God possess you concerning your finances. May the word of God possess you concerning 2020. May the word of God possess you concerning your next level. The next step in the name of Jesus Christ. That next step, you are possessed by the word of God. I cannot do it. Why are you saying you cannot do it? The word has not possessed you. You will do the impossible. And you will see a new stream of possibilities. I say you will see a new stream of possibilities. In the name of Jesus Christ. A new stream of possibilities. Things that you never imagined could happen. Now happening consistently. As the year comes to a close, it is important that your strength is renewed. Because there are many things that will be dependent on the sharpness of your senses. Amen. Did you hear me? There are many things that will be dependent on the quickness of your understanding. The Bible says it will make him of quick understanding. You're able to pick your sensitivity. Oh, this is what the Spirit of God is saying. This direction is leading us. This is what to do now. Amen. 
you will hear, join yourself to the chariot, and it's an immediate thing. Boom! You jump. And testimonies will break out. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you are here, you are born again, you are not filled with the Holy Ghost, receive the Holy Ghost. Don't wait again. How long will you live without the Holy Spirit? If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you have not been praying in tongues. Be praying in tongues regularly. Amen! You don't read your Bible, start reading your Bible. Be aggressive with the rituals of the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Be aggressive with them. Read your Bible. Pray. Shut your phone down. Shut down Facebook sometimes. Amen. And let your strength be renewed daily. Let your stamina be in spiritual things, not in physical things. You can watch a movie for two hours and watch the part two for another two hours and watch the part three for another two hours. Six hours in a day you are watching a movie. You cannot read your Bible for 30 minutes without sleeping. The Lord is my shepherd. You've never reached verse 2. If you are here and that's the problem, you need to pray about it. Start standing to read it. The Lord is my shepherd. Whether you fall down while you are reading it, stand and read it. Stop lying down to pray. Stand and pray. Amen. So if you say, you cover the blanket, say, mm. <laughs> What kind of prayer is that? Come and hold this mic for me. Hold it. Say, let's say we're singing a song. I worship you. Lift your hands toward heaven. I worship you. I worship you. The reason. Then there are some that do like this. The reason I live. <laughs> like a turtle. You understand? Is to worship you. See the way those that the Spirit of God has come upon the I worship you. Amen. That's how they lift their hands. They don't care. Amen. They don't care. They say, eh, what if something happens? They don't care. Worship you. If you are not careful, they say, Ooh. They don't care. Potakot, potakot. Potakot, potakot. Amen. Amen. If you are still self-conscious in church, you have not understood the way of the spirits. Are you the only one that wore weak? I've not seen one. The hell we going like that. They don't care. They, are, they don't care. If it's too much, they remove the chair and keep on the floor. Father, Lord. Amen. They don't care. So we're going to demonstrate it too. Amen. If you're weak, so we just take it. Worship the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? Why will, somebody, why will you wear something that you cannot worship God with? They say, clap your hand. Your hand cannot come together because of what you want. Why? Amen. Lift your hand and say, thank you, Jesus. Put your hand down again. You know that some of you, this is the first time I actually said it. Lift your hand again and say, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Shout glory three times.
Hallelujah. That's how people in church behave. Amen. That's how they behave. Amen. If you are in a place where there is fullness of joy, will there be looks of sadness? He said in his presence is what? Fullness of joy. Over joy. Permit me to use that word. That's what in his presence there is fullness of joy. Then he said, and at his right hand are pleasures. The things you want, they are there. So will you be there and be sad? Begin to thank him. It's not just happiness. You want me to pray the salvation prayer with you today? You want to receive this joy I'm talking about? Lift your right hand above your head. I'll pray the salvation prayer with you. Yes, just lift your hand. Don't look around. Just lift your hand. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. That means you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Pray this prayer with me with your hand lifted. Say in the name of Jesus. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ for my sins. I receive salvation. I receive eternal life. I receive forgiveness for all my sins. From today and henceforth I am a child of God. All things are passed away and all things become new in Jesus name. I pray for everyone that prayed the salvation prayer. I ask that the Spirit of God will rest upon you. I pray that the power of God will keep you, sustain you, and you will grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. In Jesus' most precious name. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361. Three five six zero. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of